welcome to the garden, niggas. Hey, I'm Jay. I'm Huey. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast. Hey, episode one. Yeah, this is a new beginning. New begin. I like that term, new beginnings, yes. Yeah, for sure. Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rebirth, right? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Rebirth. The rebirth, the phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah. That shit. How you been, man? What's going on in your world? Oh, uh, things are good. Therapy is still uh coming out of my check, so I appreciate I attend those sessions. That is dope. Um <sighs> let me see, what else? Looking for a new job, so that's the thing. I wanna make more money, be more important. Uh and podcasting. I appreciate podcasting. As I know people say that it's therapeutic, but uh sometimes I just like talking shit and cracking jokes. Listen, I have found comfort and joy and solace in running my mouth. So, I understand. How are things with you? <laughs> um, Good. Uh, getting podcasting, you know, busy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, acting. I don't want to call myself an actor. You are? You should but I'd be acting. Claim it. You know what I mean? Um. I will be an actor. I'm a rising actor. How about Ooh, that? Oh, rising star. I see that. I see. Rising uh, uh, on the verge. Um, but same thing for podcasting, too. It feels weird. Like, oh, I'm a podcaster. It's just like, I make podcasts, and I like to run my mouth. Mm. Um, but I feel like, because, I mean, we doing this for three. Hold on. Yeah, you've been doing this for a while. I mean, we both have. Um, some people might not know who we are. <laughs> um, I think you might be wrong, but <laughs> but sure. Let's yeah, let's give them a quick uh bio. What you what you do? Uh, am I starting or are you starting? I think you're the more famous one, so you should tell. I your story. am not famous, so we're not going to do People that. People love you. I um, see the heart eyes and shit under your. Why do you do you? Are acting like I don't see heart eyes and clapping hands? And uh, all that other shit under your comments, and I just be like, look at him just being a young uh, heartthrob for number one. For all those people, heart eyes do not mean fame. Heart eyes mm-hmm. mean niggas think I'm cute and most likely trying to fuck. Um, that's famous in other ways. Famous in people's fantasies. Uh, the claps and stuff. Okay, I'll take that. However, um, I don't pull the numbers to qualify as famous. Mm, okay. uh, uh, my numbers be real modest, um, mm. and that's as much as I want to get myself. Um, but no, um, so yeah, started podcasting like three years ago, mm-hmm. and I Jams, um, and then we did the Man Podcast, mm-hmm. and Boys Love Beyonce, and Boys Love Mariah, um, and I'm acting, I've been Chapter 2 of the web series on Amazon Prime, and Kennedy the web series on YouTube, um, and... I was on the radio here in the DMV area, uh, WPFW. Shout outs to the big bro, Eddie Kane. Um, did that for a few months. And um, my podcast, Equipment I Jams, was actually on a, a online radio show. So we had like an online talk show with that for a minute, too. Um, so, yeah, we I've been busy for three years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you've been um, steadily riding. And I just have debt to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Creative debt is horrible. Yeah, create, yo, creative debt is real. We need to talk about that at one point. 
We will. Um, and yeah, and I, I actually start shooting a new project on Sunday, so I'm excited about. Oh, that's dope. Yay me! So yeah, that's who I am. I'm Huey, by the way, David Huey. Now I'm Huey, Huey DeMarco. Uh, but just call me Huey. That's me. Nice to meet y'all. For those who don't know me, and nice to hear. Uh, nice to talk to y'all again. For those who do. yeah, nice to talk to y'all again for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's how you say it. Yeah. But who the hell are you? I'm still figuring that out. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, hi, I'm Jay. Uh, I am the host of the Just Say Words podcast. Uh, it's an observational comedy podcast where we kind of poke fun at things that we see. Observational comedy. Yeah, we essentially poke fun at things that we see in the world or things we see online. Um, so that's what I call it. Uh, some people say eh, it's just a podcast. Uh, I've had some people. I've had people say to me. I've heard your podcast, and then I go, "What do you think?" And they go, "I heard your podcast." I think that is the same thing of saying like, uh, <laughs> it, "That's the same way people treat ugly babies." <laughs> they go, oh, "They're like, man. oh, that's a baby." And you're like, "Well, oh, is it cute?" And it's a baby. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the thing. Um, let me see, what else do I do? Oh, uh, recently, maybe uh, a year or so ago, I started the Pod Dealer Network. Uh, and so what essentially the Pod Dealer Network does is uh, it helps creatives, people who are trying to start podcasts or YouTube channels, um, create those. We do pitch meetings. We do all kind of dope stuff. We work with entrepreneurs. Uh, we do all kinds of crazy things on the Internet. Uh, and so I've been doing that successfully for mm, the last few months, but I've had the company for a year. Um, and so, yeah, we're excited to add the Grow Bro podcast to that network. Because uh, it's our first, yes. it's our first joint venture uh, podcast. We normally either create things or we pick up shows that are already established that just need a little push. So maybe helping with social media or maybe shows that need to get brought out into like some wider audience or things, even things in the community. Uh, so I've been doing that for a little while. So I've gotten my feet wet a little bit on the entrepreneurial side, but. Uh, as much as the internet tells you that you should hate your nine to five and we're all entrepreneurs, that's not the case. I still like getting up and going to work. Um, I don't, yeah. but I do it because I like rent being. That is true. And, yeah. And, warm water and lights, and, lights. They know, are nice. And, and non-store brand food. That is true. Right. And I don't want to pick up the dog style, like the dog bag style of cereal. I like picking up the boxes with characters I know. Um, and so that's a real thing. And so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, like we said, we did the man podcast for a while. We did a lot of good work up there. And, uh, now we're going to do something different, uh, for, you know, for this year. Yeah. I felt like it, it, it was time. I feel like we both, um, we had some growing to do. We had some things to go through and, and lessons to learn. Um, I know life with my ass. Um, okay. Yeah. It it did. It it took me through some things, and I haven't really talked about it. So this will be interesting. Like a lot of things I'll be talking about for the first time, as far as what hell I went through in twenty eighteen. Okay. Mentally, and some of twenty seventeen too. Well, what we will be talking about here is growing pains. Like you said, we did both have to do a fair amount of growing. Uh, I know from being stupid uh, that growing definitely was needed, and so. That way, uh, we both had to grow. 
And so this this is the Grow Bro podcast. We will get into those discussions now. Yeah, it's only fitting that we talk about our growth and our growing pains. Um, shout out to Alessia Cara, um, because her album The Pains of Growing and it's ongoing pains actually. Like when you came up with the the, the title Grow Up, I was like, oh, growing pains it's stuck in my head. And that's a great album and song too, by the way. Um. So let's talk about some some shit. It's, and it, I feel like it's dope to um, just as as men, as black men, to, to just have these discussions with each other and and, and share our lessons mm-hmm. and all that kind of dumb shit. Not dumb shit, but you know. What no, I mean. yeah, it's things we got to go through. And as men, we do t- we tend to do things that are stupid. So yeah, that's yeah, and we tend to not talk about it uh, or you know like and yeah. So first things first. Um, at what point in your life did you first tell yourself, "Oh, I'm a grown ass man. Like, I got this shit figured out. I'm good." Because I'm like, for me, um, after I act, mm, I kind of want to say after I came out, I was like, "Oh, I'm a grown ass man." But actually, I think it was when me and my ex actually broke up. Hmm that I really started feeling myself. I'm like, oh, I'm grown. I got this shit on lock. Um, and I was 23, I think. Mm, okay. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's typical, though. Early 20s, you kind of just start feeling yourself. I'm like, oh, I got this shit figured out. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm about to glide through life. Like, all these niggas, I'm, I'm leaving all these niggas behind. They slow, they stuck. I'm not. I'm way ahead of them. I'm good. But I wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, yeah, mine might have been around the same time. I think mm, probably about 19, 19, 20. Um, but also at that time, I was in the Navy. So I was, I had already been, like, I had literally done this thing where I had traveled from living in Philly uh, and then living in Philly, living in uh, Virginia, and then went back to Philly and then to go meet my uh, ship. My ship was in Italy. So I literally got flown from the hood to, <laughs> to Naples. <laughs> um, and then once I got back, I had all this money because I didn't know how anything worked. So they, you know, getting all this hazard duty pay, getting all this money set up through the military. And I essentially come back. A thousand air. <laughs> so like I go back a thousand air, I can get an apartment, nothing, everything's fine. I get a new car, everything's dope. I got life figured out. This is how I'm an adult now. I figured this shit out. It's not as hard as everybody complains about that it is should be. Or that it is. And I can go to clubs and shit when I want to. I can bring home different girls all the time. This is life. I'm a man now. I got it I got this down pat. Yeah, and granted I didn't have that much freedom because I was um living with my grandmother but I thought I had a fair amount of life figured out and I kind of knew at that at that point it's like okay I don't want to go back to school because I was unhappy in school and I don't want to pursue this career path because I was um it's like major bio minor um I got into some MSW program well one MSW program um and I was I wanted to go the route of you know clinical social worker clinical psychologist um but I realized that I wasn't built for that kind of work. And that was a big thing for me too, being able to recognize my capacities um, for, for that kind of work. Mm-hmm. 
and make that decision, okay, I can't do this, um, that made me feel like big shit. It's like, look at me making grown-up decisions, you know what I mean, based off of grown-up things and doing self-assessment and all that shit. I know me. Um, so that, and I got to a point, too, where it was just like, okay, I can't focus on a career because that's causing me stress. Focusing on, oh, I have to have something done. I have to be here by this age. I need to be in this field. Like, that was stressing me out. So I said, fuck it. I'm not going to worry about a career. I'm just going to concern myself with making sure I'm making money, doing something that that I don't hate, and then, you know, whatever I'm supposed to do will come to me. So, again, I thought that was a a huge decision to make, a very grown-up decision to make. I was a man because I, I thought I knew how to navigate life. I was like, I'm good. We good. All I got to do is get some money, get out this, this house with my grandmama. I'm good. You know, I'm working two jobs, busting my ass. I don't have to ask anybody for anything. Um, Kind of. So I was good. I thought I was grown. Um, but I did, like, my, my mental health started to decline. And I think that was a trigger for me to let me know that, okay, nigga maybe you don't have it all figured out because you should not be feeling this way um and it was a lot of overworking myself and it's doing too much because again to me that was part of being a a man you know just working the bus in my ass and taking care of myself to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. um and that's what i kind of like i saw my dad with that same working mentality and I think he still has it where it's just like work 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 um so yeah that started to take a toll and um there was a lot of um exhaustion which led to a lot of depression um but yeah so what was, what was the, the the trigger for you and for me that trigger happened around like, it got really bad to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore in 2017. Um, so I was riding high for a good three years, and then shit just went to shit. But um, what what was the trigger for you, and, and when did that happen, where it's like, okay, maybe I don't have as much figured out as I thought? Um, I talk a lot. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I... I think a lot of what you said, one, was uh, indicative of kind of like what happened in my life as well. So uh, I was raised around a bunch of workaholics. Uh, chasing the bag was actually more important than your family. Um, kind of also being social was kind of more important than your family. So I picked up a lot of that. Um, a lot of being like when I didn't have it figured out was probably... Um, I guess sometime around the spring of 2018 uh, is kind of when I figured out like, oh shit, like maybe I was going about this all wrong. Uh, Because the idea, the idea of like what a man does and who, and who men should be really wasn't taught to me by men. And that is the thing that's different than most people like so I've had conversations with people who are like my dad showed me this and my dad showed me that 
And my uncle showed me this, and my uncle showed me that. Yeah, my uncle showed me some stuff. They showed me the stuff that I didn't want to do. So they put their hands on women, uh, you know, did drugs and shit like that, and were abusive physically and verbally to people. Um, but majority of my family is women. So learning how to finesse people, kind of being able to watch people's moves, kind of being able to pick them apart, watch them, uh, watch them do things and be able to push their buttons and manipulate in various ways. Um, are things that I've learned from being around women. A lot of times when I was in those rooms with those women was a lot of like, stop talking and pay attention. Just stop talking and look or be seen. So essentially what I did as a child was I essentially sat in rooms and watched people. Um, which is probably why I'm kind of good at reading people now. Um, but it also isn't in, it's not ideal right so you learn to just leave people alone without ever communicating you know whatever the issue is like we talked about with boundaries hey you're doing a thing i don't like but instead i've watched you do this thing this is kind of a pattern so i'll just leave uh or i'm bored with you and i don't want to explain why i'm bored with you i'll just leave <laughs> or i'll go get somebody else and still keep you around uh that's kind of the way uh shit was and that's kind of the dude i kind of became um and so that isn't ideal right um it's even even if it is ideal without communicating that isn't you're not the best person um and you are you're dangerous in that way because that means there's this piece of you that is not conscious um about the, the about the actions you're performing um and especially like if you've watched it enough you don't know it's it's not like a trait that you can pull up right so being able to communicate this thing or saying something about it uh i have to be self-aware now to an extent but there are still some things that i do that i'm asleep at the wheel at um where i'm like oh yeah damn i should have handled that better or i should have said this earlier or this would have made more sense and it didn't have to go this way. Um, but those are things that I'm still working through. So to know that I don't necessarily, I don't want to say triggers. I don't necessarily have a trigger in that way. It was essentially like you kind of got your ass whooped. You got your ass whooped and, and things went sideways. Um, and you, those consequences you had to deal with. Like you had to, and that's a thing. Um, and, and your ass is on display. <laughs> so... If your ass is on display, you it, it's hard to be like, well, no, nah, it's not like that. No, it is. No, nah, you're you're a shitbag, and you got to deal with that. And so you got you got to rectify with that. So having conversations with my mother, having conversations with family members, and honestly saying like, yo, this is the thing that you did when I was younger, and I end up picking that up, and that's not ideal. And then being like, hey, that's just the way life is. I'm not changing, or I learned this from somebody else. And so you kind of get to go on this lineage of oh shit, we all kind of broken in a way and one of us has to fix this. Yeah. Break the cycle. Right. What I find interesting is that whereas a lot of things for you were, were more so external, a lot of my stuff was internal. Um, And it was just like me fighting myself and dealing with my own stuff. Um, Because it's it's been plenty of nights where and these were some of the things that really made me um, start going to therapy in the first place. 
um, because it's one thing for me to be sad, and then it's one thing for me to be driving home from work just crying and not knowing why. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where it's like, okay, I want to do things. I want to harm myself. Um, I would like to die. That sounds fun. It sounds peaceful. It sounds like a, a relief. Um, and I never tried to kill myself, but I wanted to. And that scared me. And it still kind of scares me now um, because like, you really have to be in a dark-ass place to, to, well, at least to me, at least. And I know I was. But you really got to be in a dark ass place to, to to feel that way and to not want to be around. Um, and it was like, well, if I'm not going to kill myself, the least I could do is just harm myself. Um, so I was like, let me call my, let me let me call Good Old Kaiser and find a therapist because this isn't good. And I was I I, I knew that if I didn't, then I probably would end up doing something. And on top of that, I was drinking a lot and smoking a lot. Um, and I tried to be cute with it and um, I buy expensive whiskey and shit. Like, all right, I know I don't spend $80 on this bottle, so I can't just drink it. You know, I'm going to sip on some every now and then. That shit be gone in two days. Um, that's bad. It's bad when you have empty wine bottles next to your bed and it's over the course of a few days and then you're waking up to your nice bottle of Cabernet because you don't got to put that in on, you don't got a cool red wine you ain't got to chill it you can leave it at room temperature so it's just like bam wake up roll over take a hit and go about the day um that's a problem hmm. and for a long I mean even when we were recording like there are shows that I regret doing because I was fucked up I don't know if you could tell. It was Lampard's episodes where I was fucked up. A few Boys Love Beyonce episodes where I was fucked up. Um, but that's not good. Um, and that's why I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that I, oh, I acknowledge now that I was drinking and smoking. Because um, I didn't want to deal with shit. And I, I, it was easier to... to kind of be in another mind state than, than to deal with life. Um, I've been at work inebriated, mm. which is bad. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, um, like I've had people like smell liquor on me before, maybe like once or twice. Um, I wasn't like no sloppy drunk though. Like I, I will compose, but yeah, inebriated nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless. Um, so yeah, like it was a lot, and I really had to to um get my shit together because it's like you you get in that space where it's like okay, I don't want to be here, um, I don't want to kill myself, I don't want to do anything like I want to, but I'm not going to at least, um, I'm not going to you know, physically harm my body because scars. And then if somebody sees it, that's going to be a whole thing. Um, so I'm going to drink or I'm going to smoke. But then you have those moments where it's like, okay, a brief moment of, of clarity. 
this shit that I'm doing is not good. It's not conducive to anything. And I wasn't taking advantage of those moments like I could have. Because if I was, I would have started therapy earlier. But um, I'm happy I did. And one of the first things when I started therapy, he was like, so maybe you should not drink or smoke for a few weeks and just see <laughs> to see what happens. I'm like, are you sure? I think I'll be fine. Oh, he was like, no, no, you can stop. Um, Do you know that alcohol is a depressant? I'm like, yeah. What does that have to do with anything? It makes me happy when I drink it. Like, um, So, yeah, um, therapy helped. Um, I just talked a lot. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, a lot of that, though, I mean, there was a lot to take in. And also, like, we honestly haven't talked about this, whether in private or on a show in general, right? Like, we kind of, for lack of a better term, we kind of went our separate ways, right? We kind of, you know, things got things got dicey, and we just went our separate ways. So anything that happened between that time and the last time we officially spoke to each other until maybe, you know, a few weeks ago, I mean, we, we spoke to each other off and on via text, but, I mean, we haven't had a phone conversation or FaceTime or any of that other shit. Like, so, uh, essentially, this is the first time I'm hearing about it either, or as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think also the personas that we created for this thing were kind of safeguarding ourselves from whatever fandom and all this other stuff. Like, we were doing the work, for lack of a better term, uh, to prep ourselves to be some level of famous right so we had kind of like came up with like these names these personas like we had kind of started doing the things to be like this i'm the fun loving like boy next door but i drink and i smoke and then i burn sage but i be praying but this thing (laughs) like you be doing that shit but i'm cute but i like i want to be mysterious but y'all gonna see my nipples sometime but I'm gonna be in the gym. like that shit. And then I'm just uh, it's the fat nigga who don't can't find love, but is he got some other shit going on? We don't really know everything about him. Like uh, he ain't everything's wrong. He's emotionally unstable, but he's lovable. Like that dumb shit that we fucking created, right? Um, and and that shit. Now don't get me wrong, I'm lovable. There's some people who disagree, but it's true. I'm lovable. Uh, that thing is is real uh and we did all of that we did all all of those things there's no denying it there's there's <laughs> there's sound bites of it um and then we realized that's not who we are and that's not who we want to be as content creators as personalities and believe it or not we're still personalities we don't have to give up everything about us to the public it, there are still some ideas and there's still fill in the blank and every person who creates something should be that way um because there there were levels of us especially as partners and doing a podcast that we just automatically bought into and i think that's the thing that we'll get into when we talk about friendship versus being cool we were incredibly cool with each other right we had both started podcasting around the same time we had both kind of did this thing where we watched each other grow and we were each other's support system i remember talking like i said like we we grew up like from doing the show in my living room and y'all doing the equipment I in the laundry room to doing um doing big shit and being in front of people and being on and like you know doing tv shows and getting great guests on and working together and doing all other shit but we honestly didn't really know 
that much about each other and we didn't know shit about ourselves we still were still kind of figuring it out even with the age gap so there's still a fair amount of us like a part of this show too will be us going on a journey to building a true and uh, lasting friendship but it will also be us kind of figuring out shit that happened in the past whether it be two years ago a year ago uh or our childhood why like how we ended up where we are and why we need to fix those things um and so yeah so i do think there were times that i was aware of you drinking or being um being somewhat inebriated but i just thought there was a lot of that from you working at a bar i know things are rough and that's really what like they teach you in adulthood right like uh hey just take a drink keep it moving yeah take a drink keep it moving uh yeah i saw yeah i don't i don't smoke but i I do do edibles they are great uh (laughs) so uh yeah so you do those things and you're like yeah i'm better now um you know i can i can fight um and there's a ton of things too i haven't been suicidal as an adult um, but I do remember being a black suicide, a black suicidal teen, uh, very often. Uh, the other thing about growing up in a black household, they don't take suicide seriously. Uh, so, and so that's a real thing. I had my moments growing up, but like, I, again, I never said anything and I just like bottled it in. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like my mom would have took it too seriously, which is part of the reason why I didn't say anything. Cause she would have done the most. Um, and probably made it worse. Um, but yeah, I I have teenage angst issues as well that I had to fix. Um, but sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. That's absolutely that's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of like what we are doing with this show and with the purpose of who we are now as people and personalities, um, we're still trying to grow, and so we have to kind of reconcile with that shit and especially with the past i think it's it's good to have one big conversation about it and then be like that shit happened and we off that yeah i agree (laughs) um but speaking of the past okay (laughs) my bad (laughs) the suspense is killing me no, but okay, so do you feel like growing as an adult has been harder than growing as a child? Because for me, I would definitely say it has been extremely difficult. I don't, I don't know. It's like, okay, when you're a child, you're, you're learning things. But as an adult, like I had to relearn a lot of things i had to relearn how to communicate with myself i had to relearn uh how to love myself uh i had to let go of of notions of blackness and queerness that i learned growing up and and develop my own that kind of fit my own you know mental and spiritual needs um and i feel like it's hard because you have to unlearn so much and I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck at. Like you, when you realize you have to 
reconstruct so much. It's like, okay, this is too daunting of a task. I'd rather just stay where I'm at. Um, and that's what kind of kept me from wanting to go to therapy because I was like, okay, I know that that's going to be work. And I don't feel like doing it. Uh, um, yeah, no, I can, I can see that, and that, that makes absolute sense. So it's a mixture because the thing that I found out the most that did the most damage is probably not taking that time off from or not going to college fresh out of high school. Um, so I essentially went from my mom's house to a military which essentially is another however long you stay in the military, especially if you go fresh out of high school, people telling you what to do. You never get a sense of self. It's You are constantly the version of whatever. You're some tool. You are a tool now. You, whatever, regardless of where you fall in the spectrum of children. So in my case, uh, I'm the middle child. So whatever comes with that, like just stay out the way, you kind of not seen, neglected to an extent. Um, then also kind of get in the military where you're essentially just a last name and a number. Um, and then people just need you to do things. Do these things. Do this thing. Be this person. Do this. Don't do that because it's bad for the Navy or it's bad for whatever the fuck. And that's essentially who you become. Um, and then so when you get out, you just assume all these traits that I've learned from home in the military will get me far, right? So I show up early, look dressed, get dressed nice, blah, 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 a bunch of respectability politics, uh, for all that other shit. So you, you don't, you don't really have a sense of self. And then, so maybe about two or three years ago was when I really started being like something really kind of was off. Um, especially once I started really getting into like creating more. Um, I had always been a creative person, whether it was like drawing or, you know, any type of digital thing. And then once I got into podcasting, I think it really ramped up because um, I was constantly down. I cared a lot about shit that kind of don't matter. Right. So I would get down and out about plays. I would get down and out about visibility for the podcast. Um, Even though that I thought the thing that I was doing was dope, but it was like a constant thing of like a gang of insecurities that I'd never really dealt with for myself um, and always seeking not validation, but more, more or less in the way of like approval. Like, am I doing the thing that somebody else wants me to do? Right. Like that's the only time I feel visible is if I do something right for somebody else, never thinking about, yo, the thing that you are doing that you created on your own is dope and you are good at this. Um, always kind of being like, is this good enough? Is this okay? Um, and I got a lot of that from just being like a lot of that is the middle child because you, you don't, you're not visible. The oldest kid obviously is prepped. Um, my oldest brother is a lot older than me. So he has to, you know, get ready to go off to college or get ready to go off to wherever he's going to. Um, and then obviously my sister is younger than me. So it was a lot of like the new baby kind of thing. So anytime, like anytime you needed some attention or um, gratification from other people, it was kind of either you acting out or you went above and beyond just for people to kind of even notice you. And I think that trickled into adulthood with kind of like, uh, you know, same thing, acting out, kind of not knowing how to like use your words and, and do shit 
and you ended up being like you end up being a jerk um you end up being more dangerous and or anything else now we just call it clout chasing but it's really like it's that's not the case like a lot of it isn't for to be like oh well shit he did something wild but it worked out in his favor so we should pay attention to him more often it's really like you did something wild and reckless and and we can't keep you around uh and so that is a thing that you kind of either have to like i said uh before we started recording you either have to deal with those consequences and kind of restructure how things happen or how you navigate the world from this point forward or you essentially just need to go away until you until you are okay with what happened um or what is happening with you because it's an ongoing thing it's still a thing when i'm like i still think about how dope i want things to be or or the podcast or anything that i touch or anything that i co-produce or produce well i'm like i want this thing to be incredible but how do i make it how do i get how am i more visible to a larger audience how do i do this how do i do this without it being buying followers or um trying to tap my friends or people that i'm cool with who are more famous and visible than i am and then how does this not look how do i not make it look like i'm cloud chasing right so yeah it's a lot yeah and and you said something too and we spoke well we spoke but the other day, and I told you, like, I, I felt like I, I kind of abandoned you. Because I, I, I honestly feel that way. Um, but it's like, I didn't know how to how to navigate what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it, it was, it was weird. It was, it was a weird space to be in. And I didn't know. And then on top of that, like, I was already going through stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, okay, this is a lot. <laughs> this is it's just a lot going on, um, and I don't because I, I I wanted to be there more to like I I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I knew like, I I wanted to because like you was my big bro, although we never really established what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um. You were still a big bro, and it was just like, what do I do? Like, how how do we navigate this? Um. So yeah, like I said, I feel like I I abandoned you, but I feel like, I guess I just I didn't know what to do. It was just a weird thing, and on top of me already dealing with shitty mental health issues, mm-hmm. it was just like a uh, shutdown. Well, to be honest. I don't feel like you abandoned me. And I, I said this in the conversation that we had, like you did what was best for you and I'll never fault anybody was doing what's best for them. And anybody who reacted in a way that they reacted um, is there's no beef. I'm, there isn't even a space for me to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm still whatever. There isn't, there isn't a thing for that. Um, anybody who had to, you know, felt like they needed to add their commentary to it. Um, there, that is their right. I don't control that. Um, and anybody who felt a certain way about it, that is a hundred percent true. When you're being stupid and a uh, stupid thing, you do stupid things or you're being, um, dangerous feels like too strong of a word, but Toxic. yeah, no, that's, that's overused word. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but when you are being dumb, dysfunctional. Yes, yeah, when you're being dysfunctional and when you are being stupid, you have to deal with those consequences. 
that is cut and dry. That's really the way that that works. Uh, these you've made decisions and you feel like you chose, or whether you didn't choose those. These are the things that you, that happen, and the repercussions of that is whatever comes next, right? You, this is the you are the cause. Whatever the effect is, is out of your control. Um, and so no, I didn't feel abandoned. That was a thing that I did, whether it be. Uh, stupidity or my own mental health being shitty but yeah you like I said you had to do what's best for you when everybody in that situation had to do what was best for them um I it's not really my place to be like um you know whatever it's it's not even really worth bringing up um because I think it's essentially I like that's the thing this is the growing pain like I had to grow from that you get to you get to be stupid publicly. You get to get shamed publicly, or whether you were doing it privately or whatever the issue is, it's not for me to say or it's not for me to um, do whatever. I know I I wish things were different, but I absolutely I absolutely had control over them being different, and I chose the latter. So um, that's like I said, everybody made the decision that they made, and that we are stuck with that. So we're just either starting with a blank slate or it's essentially like, nah, we're like, we're good. I'm, I'm cool on him or I'm cool on them or whatever the situation is. Um, but there's no ill will from me towards you or anybody. Um, so yeah. And it, 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 it's, I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum already, but you know, slate's blank. I'm just, I'm looking forward to, to building, a better brotherhood with you because like your presence and like you're my big bro and and i'm looking forward to you know doing this show and and really kind of just talking about our growth with each other um and i just think it's kind of dope to share that with people Mm -hmm. um i hope you feel the same way if not yeah, I don't really want to share shit with these motherfuckers, man. I really don't. But <laughs> no, no, um, no, no. I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely open. I've paid, uh, I've paid attention to a lot of what everybody is doing out here in the podcast space, and I do think that, like I said, we do want to create a grow, a dope friendship. Um, I'm extremely proud of you with all the things that you've created. So don't ever think, uh, even though I know you say you felt that way, like you abandoned me, you also took that void and you took that time to create some incredible things with some incredible people people that i also admire um and so shout out to those individuals where you've created shows with um and you also took that time to kind of like hone your skills right like you honed your skills you got into some dope acting um and you did those things that doesn't mean like it's the same thing i still got to go sit on the sideline and be away from social media but watch everybody else kind of glow up for real so um, I think even when I think even when you're being shitty you take that message or you take that time to go and be like hey man this is you can still come back from this but it's not ideal I think we do that thing where we say that the internet is forever because it's kind of that thing we hold over people's heads like this is who you will always be to us and it's like yeah no that only really happens to like ter- super terrible niggas <laughs> like you could be stupid and kind of change but you you can be utterly terrible like multiple accounts where we see we can visibly go back and be like yo this yo you this is your pattern this is kind of who you are um 
And so as much as I know that people hate the saying, but like bad behavior does not equal a bad person. So um, I think once we grasp that, we should be good. Yeah. And and even like in the interim, like we weren't having constant communication, but it was like check-ins here and there. And, you know, I was, you know, how's therapy going? You know, what's popping? You know, how are things going? And this, in those like moments when we would kind of just check in with each other, it's like, look at Jay. You know what? And then Pod Dillis Network. Bro. I'm like, look at I'm, Jay. Come on, I'm bro. Keep, I'm going to keep it real with you. <laughs> Let's keep it real. I thought you was just checking in to see if I was still lying or if I was lying about going to therapy. I was just like, this nigga be asking me about therapy a lot. <laughs> when you going? What, no, what time is your appointment? <laughs> when will you be there? What time is your... I'm like, damn, this nigga... Damn, I'm really going. <laughs> I'm, I'm in here. He like, so when is your next appointment? Are you going to keep going? What time do you go? I was like, oh, this nigga think I'm lying about going to therapy. All right, nigga. All right, man. Damn. I'm go- it's at 11 o'clock on Tuesday. I'm in there. Damn. <laughs> Send me a pen. Yeah, I'm about, but I'm no, about to go oh. start taking pictures in the, in the chair. Like, I'm in the chair. Look, I'm in the chair now. <laughs> but no, um, no, I was, it, it was, I was genuinely checking in with you um, and then seeing how things were going because I cared, you know? And I I genuinely wanted you to, to get to a better place. Just in general, um, I wanted you to, to be Untrashed. Um, no, <laughs> that's the word. No, it's not. Yeah, it's still a little. You got a little funk still on you, but it's okay. Uh, it happens. But no, um, no, that was, it was genuine concern and not concern, but you know, genuine just. Uh, what's the word? Uh, concern just seems very heavy. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, you were you definitely wanted to check in, and I appreciate you for checking in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so especially because I feel like I told you, like, get your shit together. Well, yeah, you weren't the only one who said that, but yes, it was a that it was one of those things that kind of came in. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of a mute point. You guys keep saying that, um, but what does that look like? Uh, so, <laughs> That's what you get your shit together. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what that looks like, and I've never been around a person who has actually had their shit together. So, what does that look like to you guys? If you have a person who does have their shit together, please show them to me so I can just model that. I'm very good <laughs> at making things look like I got it together, but I don't. <laughs> but it wasn't worse so it wasn't a uh like take these specific steps it was just like do what you have to do to fix your shit you know and i i didn't know what that was but i knew you were going to therapy so i was like let's check in and see how that's going uh yeah i mean i think it's up for debate right i think it's up for debate depending on who you ask um but ideally like growing Growing in a space and being able to figure out how you got to where you were um, or even where you are based on things that happened previously. Right. So I know a lot of times I keep seeing these tweets or I keep seeing these like Facebook posts like stop blaming stuff on your parents. And it's really y'all. Y'all got to deal with y'all shit, too. And I'm like, yeah, but a lot of that does stem from like the way you were kind of brought up. So, um one thing I learned with therapy and going is, um, and granted, my therapist didn't say this directly, but it's the stuff that I gathered after he would read my ass for Phil. Um, it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. And once you have the explanation, it's easier to work to to work towards the resolution. Um, 
it's like this my behavior is the effect but what caused it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and now that i know what caused it i know what steps i have to take to rectify this i know where it stems from so i can cut it at the source as opposed to you know cutting certain symptoms but still keeping some because mm-hmm. the source of it is still there um so it's uh i feel like mentioning like okay this is how i grew up yada 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 all that means nothing if you're not working towards getting better or doing better rather you know what i mean yeah so so in my situation i think our interpretation of when i say like i grew up a specific way tends to come from a place of just trying to do the opposite of that but not knowing what the opposite like what the correct version of that is right so if I was raised right. up around men who punch women, push women down steps, beat up them in various ways in any situation, and then somebody says, I want you to grow up to be a good man, I don't know what a good man looks like because all the men in my life do wild shit. So if I don't do drugs or beat up women or gamble or whatever the fuck that somebody else is complaining about, I assume that I am good. Never learning to be like, this is what it looks like to properly respect women. This is what it looks like. Like a lot of that shit is what I really learned from having conversations with women or having conversations with um, dudes who have been, who have got like fucked up in situations, right? Whether they got their ass beat or, you know, something crazy happened to them. And then they kind of figured it out along the way but that didn't happen to me till I was significantly older I mean like this happened in like you know a couple of years ago it's not even like growing up so I'm just assuming yeah as long as you don't punch women and shit like that and don't get me wrong the bar for men is wild low like it's stupid low so like being like well shit I went through my whole life without punching women I'm I'm cool I am a good man that's not the case <laughs> no that's not the case uh so that is uh while the formula for that is isn't ideal you still got to figure that out and i never really like i think i had said this um maybe on just say words but about like damn i may be having all those issues with male authority growing up i wish i didn't have that because maybe i wouldn't have bumped my head as much um why by not having my dad around it and seeking um some help from those older men at the time but instead of just being like yeah fuck that nigga he's not my daddy he don't gotta tell me what to do um and so that is something that i have to like i have to reconcile with now so all right but you know what was funny to me um because i i had the things was like damn like i never learned how to like my dad really didn't teach me how to be a man quote unquote or um like i didn't grow up in a household where i can learn xyz um and one day at least for me I was meditating and, and, you know, just reflecting on things. And it was like, I didn't need somebody to teach me how to do those things. Because at the end of the day, what matters is that I'm, I'm, I'm treating people with respect and compassion and all of that stuff. And all that means is I'm making sure that I'm behaving in a way that isn't hurting others. Um, so that kind of 
flip the switch in my mind. It's just like, oh, so you, you actually do know how to be a good partner to somebody, you know, although you didn't really see, you didn't go up in a household where that was, you didn't really see, you know, any great model relationships. You do know how to navigate one because you know how to treat people with kindness. So what is your excuse now? And like, I, I really had to sit there with myself in that, like, damn. Like it, it was it was a rough moment for me, but it really sparked um like my desire to actually like want to be in a relationship now. Like it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I want that because I can do it, and I know I can do it, and I'm not. For me, it's like I'm not holding myself back with the thought of oh, I never learned how anymore. Like that for me, like those kind of thoughts, those were holding me back. Um, And I just broke them. And it was kind of upward from there. So so when you had those moments of like, yo, I get it. What was the turnaround time to like you changing your behavior? Um, It takes a while because it's it once you for, for me. Once I get to a point where it's like, oh, I get it. Now it's like, okay, now I have to break habits. Um, another big thing for me was was masking my feelings and masking my emotions. That was like the first thing my therapist clocked with me in my first session. I was talking about um, childhood trauma things. And he was like, do you realize you're smiling right now? It's like, I mean, yeah, because I'm over it. Like, it is what it is. It happened. I'm here now. Like, everything's good. He was like, hmm. I think you're masking your feelings. <laughs> I was like, huh? And it just like poured out from there. But um, so like with that, it's like, okay, I mask a lot of things that hurt me or that upset me. And that's negatively contributing to my mental health. I need to stop doing that. Now, what habits did I build or form to lead up to that number one making jokes out of everything when i'm really upset or hurt i had to learn how to stop doing that and i still kind of do it but it's my favorite thing to do listen (laughs) it's like i'm actually like on the verge of a breakdown inside but i'm going to make you laugh about Mm -hmm. it and kind of make myself laugh about it as well um so it's like okay i need to stop doing that and like you don't really well like i didn't really catch myself i mean i didn't really like i couldn't plan it out like it was like i had to catch myself in the act you know what i mean yeah it's like nigga like you're hurting right now why are you letting it off that you're okay um a lot of my times where i've kind of stepped back from social media because that was a definite uh a mask builder for me it's like i feel like shit I'm on the verge of tears. I'm going to get on Twitter and crack jokes. Mm. All the jokes. I don't care who likes it or retweets it. I'm just going to start being a clown. Um, so I like I had to step back from that because I knew that, that was enabling it. So I was like, let me stop getting on Twitter as much. So that helped. But like the turnaround time, it, it just really depended on how long it took for me to break the habits and giving myself the space to, okay, 
to say, okay, like I need to work towards this. I'm not always going to meet the mark. You know, I'm going to falter sometimes. Um, but I need to make sure I'm continually working towards it. Another thing that was really killing me was just overworking myself and not taking time out to take care of myself. You know, like it's been days where it's like, uh, take a quick bird bath and just go, just go, you know, the creative shower. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to stop doing that. I had to be okay. I need to schedule in me time. I need to schedule in time where I'm not doing anything. Um, and again, that took time because when when you're in that, that go, go, go mindset, it's like for me, when I had downtime, I would get more anxious and more nervous because it's like, I have shit to do. I have money to make. I have bills to pay. Um, but it took a while to break that habit. And now it's just like, oh, I got a few hours. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to burn my Palo Santo. I'm going to take a nap. Um, Back drinking and smoking. That was actually a cold turkey decision for me. I was like, stop. Now. So I just stopped. Um, But I did decrease it. And again, that took a while. And then it's like I started saving money because I wasn't spending it on weed and liquor. And then I started spending it on food. Okay. So, yeah, it was weird. But all that to say, turnaround time, it depends. But for me, it was all about, okay, I know that these are the behaviors that I need to break. These are the habits that I've formed that enabled me to, to do things. Um a lot of things when it comes to just my mindset and my perception on things, that was a quick change, like about relationships and stuff like that was fairly quick turnaround. I was like, oh, OK, so that's not a factor in me not wanting to be in a relationship anymore. But I had, still had to learn how to, to love myself better mm-hmm. and, and be in a better place with myself to be able to provide a, a stable partner to somebody, which I am now. OK. Look at you out there! You did a you did a sneak promo in there, like come get me. Shout out to you. No, not, not come get me. I feel like I just talked a lot. I talk in circles a no, lot. No, it's fine. Did I answer your question? You answer <laughs> question. This is no. Like you don't times. have to. You don't have to be. You, this is a safe space. You don't have to be self conscious. We are gonna. We're gonna get through this. And so yes, no, you did. You did answer. <laughs> <laughs> you did answer my question. It is. It is fair. So my turnaround time for most things is normally like right after my session. Like I. The thing that what happens is I start thinking about whatever happens to me. So I, I pretty much know um, I pretty much know when I'm going to be down. Right. Like it's like a pencil it down. So like every Sunday I'm I'm in the shitter. It's it. It's just every Sunday. Uh, Sundays are brand new. Sundays are when the show releases. Sunday is when I'm making sure everything is right for the week. And I'm also very unsure of myself. Right. Have we recorded this thing on this day, the day that I we were recording it? I'm super excited about it. Oh, shit, today is the day we put it out. I hope I don't get no whatever, backlash, whatever the fuck. Like, anything. Could be anything, right? That's what happens when you put stuff out into the world. It's now not yours anymore. Um, right. So that probably stems from some type of control issue, but that's just a real thing, right? I put it out here. People can react to this thing. I do not have any control over that, and that is scary. Because I spent so much time making this thing that somebody could be like, this is bullshit. I hate this. This is dumb. And I'm like, oh, damn, I don't really have no control over that. I don't even know why I'm thinking about that, but it, it does. 
So I, you know, I talk about that. It's a lot of insecurities in me about the way I maneuver around with my art. I guess you could say it is. Um, art's a strong word, but <laughs> with my products. Uh, so that could be a thing. Uh, and so, yeah, even like with the behaviors, even with the behaviors of being like, whatever, I think a lot of times too, what fucks me up, um, with people is, uh, the level of access given and the amount of perceived free time. Um, and so, uh, and I've had people tell me that I've had people tell me like, damn, it seems like you're almost always available. Like I text you, you text me right back. Um, I call you, you answer like that kind of thing and I'm like yeah if we cool or we on our way to being homies or friends then yeah then I will do that I will you call I ain't yeah yeah you call I was, yeah I answer yeah I'm uh shout out to Chingy I'm only one call away uh so, <laughs> so yeah. I see this is how I know we used to work in the weather because I had to add a space in here for the song break uh <laughs> so so some shit never changes. It doesn't. Uh and so that happens. And so a lot of times a lot of times people kind of feel maybe closer to you than than you do to them. And that is a thing. Um really now. Well, yeah. It is a thing where you have to do that. <laughs> it's a thing where you also have to check out where the boundaries are. Like, oh yeah, I didn't know yeah. like that is a thing. Um and I and I had to and I had to do that. Um and that's also like another part of like effectively communicating and also being like, this is what's going on with me. And this is the, you know, whatever. Um, so that, so that thing tends to happen. Um, but outside of that, I think, I think what happens is when my behaviors, like the thing is you have to address your behaviors, right? You have to figure out what they are. And I think I was, I went into therapy and, uh, conversations with people that I felt like knew me better, they they had to tell me like this is the way I perceive you, or these are things that you do, or these are some patterns that I've seen. And even like I, me having to assess myself at work, it was the kind of the same patterns, right? So it was a lot right. of like I work somewhere for a couple of years, I get really bored with it, I, I get frustrated, I feel like I'm kind of on the treadmill, I feel like what we're making here isn't good enough and it's bullshit and other people are praising it or somebody else gets credit for the work that I did. Uh, and so I kind of saw that kind of happening in the podcast game with me too. Like I hit the three year mark. I'm kind of like bored with podcasting. I'm, you know, I'm still thinking I'm putting out okay products, people that like it, like it. Um, but it's the same thing. I want to be, I want to be celebrated like all the other folks, but I haven't done whatever it is that I need to do to get the same amount of plays as them or do more promo. And so you, yeah, you get caught up. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. So like you get caught up, you get caught up in that shit. And then it was like, well then I'm just going to quit because it ain't worth it. And I ain't out here trying to do whatever. So you get caught up in all of that. Um, And that's really just comes from insecurities in me. Yeah. And, and those will eat you up. But in, in, trying well not trying to and working on acknowledging you know your your our and working on acknowledging you know the uh unfriendly behaviors we'll call it those um they're like your pride and ego ever get in the way because definitely for me um it was a thing like the typical black family you know what i gotta go to therapy for i got this 
Um, so that was again that was a part another reason why I didn't really want to start going to therapy. Aside from knowing that I was going to have to do work, it was like, well, I don't need to go to therapy to do anything. Like I, I can do it myself. Um, I couldn't clearly. Um, but then even in therapy, like my therapist brought up meds, and I was like, I don't need no damn meds. Like I'm, good. <laughs> we're good. These uh, you know, self coping and meditation and my all that stuff, we're good. We got the keys. You know, we're good. And I stopped going to therapy because he was like, oh, you're fine. I was like, yeah, I know I'm good. So I stopped. Um, then I started back going again. And then I stopped because I was like, I'm good. I don't need to. Um, but then it, it, it came to a head where I was. Um, we were filming. Um, about a few hours away, like we it was like a cabin trip thing. We were filming. Um, not like a porn cabin thing, like a web series thing, but clothes on and, and dialogue. Um, oh, but your but your buns were out, so kind of like a porn cabin. Thing. I did not approve okay, of that. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. But while we were up there, it's like my my anxiety just like riled up and. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm up here. I don't have any way to get myself home if somebody pisses me off, and I don't I don't I haven't stayed with these people like for a long period of time. Like I'm uncomfortable. I want to go home. I was drunk as shit half the time. Um, and I told myself I wasn't going to drink, but that was a trigger for me to contact my therapist and be like so about these med things that you were talking about that I was so dead set against because I, I didn't need them um, maybe we should consider that because things are really starting to get worse and worse especially in social situations um, so that's when I actually saw a psychiatrist and they put me on cell off um, but my pride definitely hint like it it prolonged a lot because I didn't want to humble myself to needing help I didn't want to humble myself to the fact that I couldn't do it all by myself and in some cases I didn't want to humble my family to the fact that I was wrong about a lot of things and that I navigated certain spaces wrong and some things were definitely my fault um so how how is well has or did your pride and your ego get in the way of you growing and and getting through things um not in therapy probably before um so like not accepting this thing um not acknowledging not acknowledging uh even shit that like people who are super close to me were like yeah something's off maybe Maybe you just need to take a break. But uh, like most black folks, they just tell you to go lay down. And you, you're probably tired. Just go. Yeah, just take a nap. Go lay down. Uh, take a break. Don't don't get off your phone. Go lay down. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I think once I had officially like asked, like I had asked about like therapy, the ball kind of got rolling pretty quick. So it, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't this thing where I needed to do whatever. The other thing is too, I also love to learn. So 
I think the hardest thing to learn is learning by yourself. Like I can read books, people can tell me history, all that other stuff. I retain all of that. I love to learn. The thing about Listen, the, don't tell me about me. Like who the well, right. So that's the thing, right? So it's also somebody I don't know perceiving me to be like whatever, and then also telling me things that I do are hurtful, right? So he's just like, you are a pessimist because you only see the bad things in the world. And I'm like, yeah, but only bad shit happens to me. And he's like, you believe that to be true because you constantly tell yourself that. He was like, but you could probably go through and name some dope shit that happened to you. And I'm like, yeah. So it's also like the way I perceive the world, right? Like I perceive people to be bad. I perceive the world to be bad. Uh, and that's kind of just, I have to be on the defensive every day. Even though I don't know these people, I'm out here like I was out here essentially being like the world's out to get me. Um, and that that's not even on some like, oh, the police type shit, like just anybody like you don't want to share information with people. You don't want to be close to people because they'll use that shit against you because I've seen that happen to other people. And I'm just like, well, I don't want that to happen to me. Um, Listen, and I I know that sentiment well, um, because blackness and gayness um are definitely well I don't want to say that they were triggers but they were they definitely my racial and, and sexual identity definitely played a role in in my anxiety and still kind of does um because the first thing I, I tweeted about this when I first started seeing my psychiatrist um uh, one of the things I told him was like you know whenever I leave the house it's like I you know, have it in my head that I might not make it back because I'm black and gay and something might happen. And all he could say was, oh, that's dark. I'm like, yeah. So how's your day? <laughs> like, the fuck? Um, but that definitely played into a lot of my, um, um, I don't want to say activism because I was nowhere near an activist, but the anxiety... And, and fear of something happening to me because I'm black and because and or because I'm gay um it really played a, a role in me being so I sometimes hyper vigilant I feel like I feel like I definitely um worked myself up a lot when it came to queer issues and when it came to, to racial issues um and it made things worse for me i had to learn how to take a step back and say okay i can't engage in this right now um and i can or i can only engage to this certain capacity i can't be i i can't be a cancel culture twitter person no, i can't do that that's just stressful for me i can't um carry on the way i used to and and i'm i'm working on that fear of something happening to me. Like I'm not as terrified of things happening. It's always in my mind that, you know, reality is reality, but I'm much able, I'm better able to, to deal with that. But that's definitely one thing that I had to, to work on, um, was calming myself down and not letting the realities of, of what we as queer people are and, or people of color face, not letting those um, get to me mentally because if they do, I'm no good to myself or anybody. Um, so yeah, activism is definitely something that I'm not built for. Um, I tried um, and I failed. 
Well, no, not yeah, fail, no, you definitely didn't. You definitely didn't fail, right? <laughs> you definitely didn't fail. But I also think we tackled a lot of those issues on our previous podcast by like we had a lot of that back to back, right? And it was a super hard time in society, right? Like it was a super hard time. Um, not saying that now is not hard, but it was like you know every day we had to deal with. Um, somebody yeah, somebody shot. getting shot by the police, and then constant fighting. Niggas on the breakfast club. Yeah, like right, and then dealing with like the the murder of um black trans women, and all of that stuff, and then um, you know, like the the jokes and all the other shit. And I think also at that time we were growing so fast that we were trying to cover all angles, right? So you're trying to do this thing of. of people that we allowed in our world too right so not just two dudes who are doing social commentary or two dudes who are just kind of getting their jokes off and then also speaking some shit about the world we're also kind of being like yeah i'm you know i'm an activist or how can we be an activist or oh damn i want to help be an ally or i want to be a feminist or um i want to do this thing so you're essentially stretching yourself to trying to cover all bases when so I'll speak for me. I don't know everything, right? And I know I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna get this right all the time. Um, there are gonna be times that I care more about the joke than I actually do who is and isn't offended. And also, to that whole rule. This is the thing my therapist said: if somebody is offend, if somebody is offended, then the thing you did is offensive. I I fight against that because fuck you. That's why. Oh no. <laughs> so and and here's why. Sometimes I ain't thinking about you. Sometimes I'm getting jokes off. And sometimes you have to be like, is it that serious? And I think that's the part of the cancel culture part where you are saying like, yeah, I really can't do that. Because I think I've watched people blow up shit that's not that serious. It's really not that deep. I think a lot of times, even when we talked about it on our you know, like initial episode, was like, sometimes this shit ain't for you. You can see something and something's fucked up and be like, I don't ever want to see that again. Block mute or or that shit. And you can control what you can control. A lot of times it's just like, I'm going to dwell on this thing and I'm going to keep talking about it until whatever. Like, I'm going to get more people in this and, and stir the pot and do all this other shit. And sometimes you can be like, it's not that big of a deal. Because then normally the person will respond like, it's not even that serious. Why are you so mad? Yeah, I had to, to learn how to not do like long threads but um to your therapist uh point i i I, i'm siding with him on that one and it's not i don't feel like being offensive or something being offensive i don't think it has anything to do with intent i think it all has to do with do with impact so although you don't intend for it to even get to somebody that doesn't mean that it doesn't Mm -hmm. and when it does it doesn't mean that um they're not hurt i feel like there were a lot of conversations that i've had with our friends um, where they've made comments like concerning queer people or whatever. And it's like, they weren't making it to me. They weren't making it in reference to me. Um, But it still hurt. You know what I mean? Like prime example, I think when they say, yeah, you're you're one of the cool gays. It's like, uh, I know you don't mean to be offensive to me you're mainly talking about all the feminine gays but 
that's still offensive to me. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Right, you, right. you mean you meant to give me a compliment, yeah. but it turns out that that's not complimenting at all. I find that really offensive because at the end of the day, that's still my community. Um, I don't know. It's like even with like jokes, like and even so, like I kept saying, like that was funny. It was fucked up and it was mad offensive. But it was funny, but I'm gonna keep that laugh to myself. You know what okay. I mean? Like I'll, I'll admit certain things be funny. Like yeah, that was funny, but it was also very fucked up. Like, <laughs> and I shouldn't, you know, find humor in that. And I feel like it's a um, and I I want to speak for myself, of course, but I feel like it's a lot of things that growing up, we learned it as being funny. It it was something to joke about, something nothing specific, but. You know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say. Right. We learn about certain things. We learn to be insensitive to certain things. and Like people falling down. That shit should not be funny. Because people fall down and they really get hurt. And sometimes they fall and they die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, for some reason, I still get the urge to crack up when people fall. I crack up when I fall. But that doesn't mean that it's, it's something to laugh at because somebody can really be hurt. You know what I mean? I could really be hurt. Again, trying to mask my pain and embarrassment. Um, so, yeah, that's a weird thing. That's definitely an episode that we can get into, though. This funny shit. What should be funny? What should, I don't know. Yeah, what is what is funny? That's really, yeah. What is yeah, funny? We need to get into... Who's got jokes? Yeah, we need to get into what is funny. Because everybody... <laughs> We doing? Oh, he's a comedian. He can say this, uh, and we're like, no, no that's no, nope, that's not true. No, no, that's not how uh, that Because I'm hilarious, and I would never say that. Uh, yeah, listen, yeah. So, so yeah, man. I mean, I think a lot about. I think I've also had time to think about our growth as like homies. I think I've had a lot of time to think about my personal growth, the way that I want to gain friends in the future. Um, and and a lot of that so i think back to your uh, this is two questions ago um is it harder to grow up uh or is it harder to grow as an adult i think it's almost harder to make friends as a grown-up and that's a part of the growth because i want to have friends i've spent so much time uh treating virginia like it's just a place to like where i'm not gonna live forever um, and also treating the people kind of like that I see often as like replaceable pieces. Like, um, yeah, if we don't talk anymore, that's cool with me. I'll just find somebody else, I guess. Um, and I think that plays a lot into moving around a lot, being in the military, um, and that kind of thing. Like, I don't really get attached to people because, uh, and then also like growing up too with a, a fair amount of abandonment issues like oh I won't only be cool with them to an extent because they will eventually leave um, and then I will either I'll see them down the road or I'll never see them again but once they leave I'm not going to feel that um, and so that is that is something that I had to deal with uh, so I also have to work on that too because that also means you have to be vulnerable enough to let people have the space to hurt you, uh, and you have yeah. to acknowledge that, like, well, they That's they exactly they may about. leave, they may leave, and it's gonna suck when they leave because you really like them. Um, but damn, so yeah, those are things that I had to learn too. But 
It be like that sometimes. Yeah, and I will say that I, I notice a difference in your communication and stuff now than you know compared to before. Um, at first, it was odd because it was like you do this thing that I do where, well, I'm not. You do this thing that reminds me of this thing that I do. Okay. <laughs> um, where when I'm really serious about something and when I'm really like I really want to make sure that I convey my words properly I get really technical with my speech okay um to the point where it's like it may seem um like 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 stock phrases I guess but it's really just me making sure that I communicate in a very effective way so it was like at first it was like why is Jay talking like this this is weird. But after a while, I was like, oh, this is effective communication. Like, the fuck? Yeah, no, it's definitely different, right? So being very, like, using, like, a bunch of eye phrases, uh, also checking and being, like, so I used to you do things where I generalize, like, generalize everything. Um, the also thing about growing up around people who know how to finesse and manipulate and kind of get what they want from people is they do this thing in communication that I've learned that I could do subconsciously, which I have to constantly work against, is it's like Inception, but you're awake. So so <laughs> what they really do is they start a conversation, but they create gaps in the conversation and let the other person fill in those gaps. So then that person thinks the thing that they are doing is their idea. Uh and that shit is dangerous <laughs> so if you could do that and you have that skill uh that is it is something to behold uh because i've watched people do it to somebody in real time and being like oh that is insane um but not to not to any level of like uh, the person is doing something well they are really kind of doing that thing against their will but even if it's something small like for a prime example when I was in the hospital with my dad uh, my dad is not supposed to have certain foods because he will die if he eats certain foods right but my dad is cool and he is charismatic and so he is telling doing these things to the nurse uh, this young black girl uh, and he's, he's saying things to her and they're making her laugh and doing all this other stuff. And he's like, and I just need a bag of, uh, I think he wanted peanuts. I was about to say pretzels. I think he wanted peanuts. <laughs> and she was like, you're not supposed to have it. Like, she's looking at the chart. And he gets back into like, but you know, but we cool, right? And we doing all that kind of other stuff, like, kind of reeling you in. And then, like, she leaves the room like, I ain't messing with you. And then comes back with a bag of peanuts. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is a that was a thing, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's yeah." You just really worked her over in that way. Um, and so yeah, imagine doing that thing to where I watch people do that thing where they flip it and get people to stay in relationships with them, or they flip it and finesse people out of money or whatever. Yeah. And so that's a thing where I'm like, "Oh yeah," I have to be really clear because to uh somebody that's very important to me 
said the way that you communicate and the way that you are able to communicate is essentially like a baby with an M16. And that shit that you do is dangerous because you are saying things to people that that can hurt them and you don't know that you're doing that. And so you need to get control of your communication. And if you don't, then you will continue being a baby with a baby, essentially a baby with a gun. Um, and I'm trying not to be a baby, a, a baby with a gun. <laughs> so, yeah. Those are words. <laughs> yeah. No, isn't that that's that's a hell of a uh, analogy? Is that what yeah. But shit, I didn't know you was out here like that, my nigga. Like that. Yeah, it's a. Uh, we we really did not have the range to be doing the man podcast. But we did, <laughs> but we did because that's why we had so many guests on. Um, because we were we were inquisitive about things, but we we hadn't done enough. We haven't done enough research on ourselves, right? So we were just kind of figuring out. We were just kind of figuring out what it was like one to work together. We were also figuring out what it was like to be personalities in that way. I mean, to to be honest, regardless of how people feel, that shit was one of the best shows out. (laughs) So, oh no, we I feel like it, it was dope, but I feel like we had a lot of stuff to work on Mm -hmm. with ourselves. No, and you're not wrong. And you're not wrong at all. What I'm what I'm saying is, it's also we had a fair amount of guests on, in a way to where if we felt like we couldn't cover the thing, the guest was going to do that. Uh, And on top of that too, it was just, I think the way that we were, like I said, the way that we were around each other, is two personas trying to coexist in the same space. Right, but it's not real. Two actual people who have done the, the time and development on each on themselves to kind of like, hey, this is the thing I like, I don't like, or this is the thing that I think we should work on. It was we was essentially just really only texting each other to shoot show ideas to each other, um, yeah. and checking in what time you want you want to record. We both had very little sleep. The bag was more important. The plays were more important, and we ended up kind of spiraling out of control in various ways um and and our coolness took a hit for that and the show took a hit for that and now that some time has elapsed we can kind of come back and be like yeah we either shouldn't have been doing that or one like you know we're both asleep at the wheel or you know whatever and now I, i think genuinely we're both in a better place and we can create we can kind of create whatever we want, but also in the same way, genuinely interact and care about each other. Right. Bro. Oh, I feel really good. Uh, <laughs> I feel really good. Um, so with this last growth, growth spurt that we, we had our individual growth first, that is um, what, would you say are your your top three takeaways from it? Uh, so effective communication, um, effective communication is something that I have to constantly work on, but I appreciate doing it. Uh, I, you, the other growth, the other thing that is a growth spurt for me is 
you never really know. You never really know people until they run across an active listener. You'd be surprised how how people react to somebody who just truly listens to them. Um, you can kind of get far. And I think that's a lot of times what we do. We live in a space where people talk, but nobody's listening. Um, so if you run into somebody who is an active listener, a person that's not trying to give you just results and answers and basically trying to fix it the whole time you're talking, that thing is... That's the person you should keep around. Uh, so I have that trait. Uh, that also can get you in trouble because then uh, C, baby with a gun uh, <laughs> uh, in the forward. Uh, and so the With great power comes great responsibility. Right. Yeah. Right. And the third thing is um, it isn't, it's, it's okay to uh make mistakes those mistakes do not define you but the pattern uh if you create a pattern of mistakes that can define you so it is easier to snap after it is easier to break the cycle after one mistake depending on the size of it uh but also being a lot of people are not self-aware so that is the thing so uh you are not your mistakes. That is a thing. What about you? Um, prioritize myself as high and as much as I prioritize everything else because I am important and I am worthy of and deserve my time. Um, Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm emotional, but no, um, okay, no, come on, let's work through it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, I hate when I do this. Okay, so prioritize myself. Um, let myself hurt. Mm-hmm. And let myself be sad, mm-hmm. um, and communicate it. Um, pretty much let myself be vulnerable. Um, and don't be afraid to to communicate that. Um, because this is it's so many times. It's like so much stuff will be bothering me and there'll be so much going on um and it's just like I'm all smiles and making everybody else happy making everybody else laugh and I th- that's like a common thing um but it's just it's a really shitty space to be in um so yeah just being more open and honest about how I feel about things and allowing myself to feel them um Number two. Um, number three. 
for a number three. Cause it's like when you learn a lot, it's hard to. I don't know why I said three. No, it's fine. Yeah, I set myself up. No, for you this. can. Yeah, um, you can say as many as you want. This, <laughs> this is your podcast. You're not a guest here. You can you can do what you want. You have. It's like damn. I I got this whole big uh, shelf of lessons, and I only got this picture. No, it's fine. Um, but no, I'm, it's this. I'm learning how to make decisions. <laughs> ah shit. Um. Number three would be be comfortable with myself um, mm. and know that I am kind of cool. Um, mm. And it's okay to be myself around people no matter where I'm at. And I shouldn't feel like I can't be myself I shouldn't be uncomfortable being myself and I shouldn't be uncomfortable being around people um for the longest time I granted I still don't like people I don't like going out I don't like being around people for too long because mm. I just get irritated right. um it's like too much energy is going around here I feel all of you and all of you feel like shit I want to go home oh, wow. um but for the longest time, I felt like I couldn't be social if I wasn't under the influence of something. Right, right, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Um, yeah. I like I felt like I had no personality if I wasn't under the influence of something. I couldn't carry a conversation. Um, and like I stopped drinking and smoking October first last year. Damn. Um, that's a what an awkward I've day to been, stop drinking. Uh, what an what? awkward day to to stop drinking. You know, because it was the third, uh, the last quarter of the year. Mm, okay. So the thing was, I was like, okay, the last quarter of the year, I'm gonna be sober. I'm gonna be celibate. Um, the sober thing worked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it it started out as just you know this the last quarter of the year I'm gonna finish out you know strong, and then it was like okay I'm gonna just finish out you know, 27 strong because my birthday's in January. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just make this a lifestyle decision and a choice because I'm I'm comfortable and I'm happy here. Um, but I've been, you know, in social settings since then, of course. And like, I've had a good time. I, you know, was able to, to carry conversation and laugh and joke. I still don't like small talk. So, like, that whole, like, little bit before, it's just like, uh, y'all not talking about shit, all these uh, formalities, and get this shit out the way. Let's talk about some real shit um, that I can jump in, and this is it's great from there, you know, make friends. I've made sober, friends sober. Um, I, I podcasted sober, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so... I, I've reached a new level of appreciation for myself and and comfort in myself to just be and and know that I am enough. And I still have my moments where it's like I get around people and it's like, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me. They're expecting something from me. I can't do this. And just like, nigga, shut the fuck up and handle your business. Um. And I handle my business. Um, so, yeah, that'll be my third thing. Just being comfortable with myself and confident. And just knowing that I am 
I'm pretty dope. Yeah. And it's okay for me to admit that. Um, and yeah, so those are my three takeaways from that. Like I said, it was a lot of internal work and, and things that I had to go through and, and all that. Yeah, I think we both could stand to uh, take it easier on ourselves and not be so hard. I think that was the thing that we also saw in each other where it was like a creative or a person who makes something uh, or produces a product that their work ethic is better than other people's um, but it's behind the scenes you're constantly beating yourself up or you can only vent to the other person who does the same exact thing where you're like yeah no I'm, I want this shit to be better I want it to be dope why aren't people clicking this why you know why aren't people seeing this that, like that kind of thing Bruh, being super shit blows. no it is you're being super hard on yourself and instead of being like these things take time we're not gonna just drop and get uh, you know 2,000 downloads on the first day um, this thing takes time like we have to do the work for that or pocket and play watching and all that other stuff that like happens um, and so that that is a thing that we have to do. We have to be kind to ourselves. So, bro, I was a fucking alky. <laughs> but yeah, it's not funny. Well, it's not well, but it's not funny. But the thing about it is, like, it wasn't even noticeable. Like, I think that's the what you sold me on, right? Like, I think for me, like my perception, I don't. Uh, my perception of it was like I work in a bar. And so I, I'm also drinking and doing that, too. But also as a person who doesn't necessarily, for lack of a better term, have a ton of responsibilities, right? Like you just got bills to pay and that other thing you're not really beholden to, like other group of people um, outside of creating the podcast. There's nobody to really regulate you and being like, hey, you, you OK? I only remember it. I only remember it being a thing when you said there's a lot of empty bottles in my room. And I just went, mm, that seems, that seems odd. But again, I threw all my, my liquor bottle collection. I threw it all away. Yeah. And I thought you were doing that thing that like college kids do or people that do that. Cause I remember having a roommate who did that. Like just kept all the booze bottles, like empty booze bottles. But I used to be like, I don't understand why you do that, but Hey, whatever you, you do that. Uh, and the only ones I kept are my Blanton's because these are collector's items. But, um, no, when I would say that, I, I did have my collection of bottles, but there would also be, like, empty wine bottles in my room mm. and and whiskey bottles. Okay. Shit. Um, well, now you're not doing that anymore, and you're a better person. And you know, it's light work, light work. Yeah, you're doing all that. <laughs> but anyway, I want to wrap this up, because I know that we could spend all this time about how better we're going to be. But we're just essentially dwelling in the past and we don't need to do that anymore. We are going to be better people. We have went through our growing pains and we're going to be better people. Yes, so, that is the plan and that is what will happen. Um, so yeah, what are your what are your takeaways from this? Um, you going to do the seeds and weeds? Oh, seeds and weeds. Yeah, seeds and weeds. Do it. Uh, all right. So, I'm going to plant uh, seeds of forgiveness. Mm. I'm gonna plant seeds of prosperity. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna plant seeds of 
um, creating dope shit. Uh, I like it. I like it. Um, and I'm going to weed out self doubt. I'm going to weed out um, a lack of discipline. Mm. And I'm going to weed out. I'm going to weed out all the lingering uh, behaviors that contributed to my previous issues. Mm. That's dope. Pulled that last one right out my ass. <laughs> That's fine. I I will plant seeds of friendship. Um, yes. I think that is very important. Uh, I will plant seeds of laughter. I love laughing. Laughing is dope. And I love laughing with people. Um, And so I will do that. I will also plant seeds of kind of new beginnings. I think a lot of this will cause a fresh start. So shout out to the fresh start of the podcast, fresh start for um, people trying to start over doing anything in 2019. Um, I will weed out negativity. Um, in any form, I will weed out self-doubt. Um, I, I tend, I'm going to do that self-doubt and self-sabotage. I tend to do that self-sabotage. Um, and I'm going to weed out, but I know it's going to be tough. Uh, being cynical, being a pessimist, being all those things. Uh, I want to believe that people are good and I, and they will do good things and people will do the things that they say they will do. But also, I have seen too many times when people do not do the things they do. They're not good people and all the other stuff. And so I want to I trick my brain into being like, nope, they're good people. They just got too busy. This is what happened. Uh, and so that's what I will weed out. Look at us. I'm excited, man. Thank you for, for doing this. And, and, and I feel like this is going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah, well, we haven't put it out yet, but when we do put it out, I hope <laughs> I hope I hope that this thing does does nice things. I hope nice things come from this. Uh, we don't have a witty ending. We yet, don't have but... a we don't have a witty ending yet because we haven't we haven't worked on it. So, um... Um, uh, oh, I did come up with okay. one. <clears throat> Seasons change, mad things rearrange. But if it ain't growing, it's dead. Oh, yeah, that was gonna be one more piece. All right, I like, I like that. No, nah, it was a season's change, man. Things are arranged. Same like the, like the stranger. Yeah. Same like the rapper. All right, we gonna figure this out. We're still, we're still. If only it was you, then. Still. You was a regular. Told you to the music. I fucked all the words up. I'm sorry, uh, Lauren Hill and the Foot. No, that's okay. The the more things change, the more things rearrange. If it's not growing, it's dead. Uh, but reach out into the light instead. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure this out. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, it's been another great <laughs> episode of shit. the fucking Grow Bo Go Grow Bro podcast. Uh, we want you to be better than what we're currently being right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> what we were before. And before. So, uh, tune in next week for more dope shit. Peace.
listen. <laughs>